0: On today's show, we're sitting down with the founder of Front Step Investing, and we dive deep on how you can invest in real estate without a ton of cash and someone else doing all the work. Enjoy the show. All right, hey guys, we're going to talk about investing today, and uh, one of the big problems that you find getting into investing is coming up with the capital to purchase a rental property on your own. That becomes a very difficult task, especially nowadays with the inflation and interest rates going up everything becoming more and more expensive uh it makes it difficult to just enter the market right they say a lot of uh, future generations are going to be renters and not owners um so we have matt here and he is from front step and he is building a pretty cool uh product that's gonna allow more and more people who don't have all the capital set up already to get into the real estate market so i don't want to take too much of his thunder so Matt, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, no problem. It was pretty interesting how we met. I just found you on Instagram and we kind of like Cold connected. Retro, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we had that nice little interview, video call, and uh, the new form of meeting people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you had some interesting stuff to share about what you guys are doing. But before we get into that, I want to kind of talk about who you are, where you came from, what's your education, what was your upbringing like? You know, yeah, just absolutely. kind of like let people know where you started, and then we can talk about uh, where where you are and where you're going.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Muskoka, Ontario. Mm-hmm. So uh, specifically in Bracebridge, a super small town. Um, I went to school in Ottawa, uh, which was quite interesting okay. to see. Like I was like almost like a fishbowl experience living in Bracebridge, going to Ottawa it was really eye opening. Yeah, there must have been a big change it was, from like yeah, it's you know, it like, pretty crazy.
0: Outback country to uh, yeah, exactly. hustle and bustle of yeah. Ottawa, right? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Parliament Hill.
1: Um, so it's interesting. I, I did school, and you know, I was never one for to be super engaged with school. So uh, I was always like sitting in class and thinking about other ideas that I could be working on, or, or something that I could be you know working on that's not directly school. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. So I ended up starting a company um, for diabetics, uh, and I had that made and kind of have like a passive thing now, but. I found that my true passion actually laid in in real estate uh like thinking back to like high school and talking to my buddies about investing in real estate and how we could get into real estate investment together Uh, okay so
0: let's just touch on the diabetic thing because i think it's a really cool thing that you kind of created so you decided to build this diabetic thing like what what specific was the like just a short
1: yeah sure absolutely so my girlfriend's actually a type Mm -hmm. one diabetic and she had a um like a test kit that she had to carry around it was like kind of like a raggedy pencil case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was kind of like, Oh, it'd be nice to have like a better wallet or a better solution for this. So that's kind of where that idea stemmed from. I ended up like getting a leather goods company to manufacture a wallet, which grew into like a backpack and a handbag, uh, specifically for holding diabetics, um, supplies.
0: Oh, very interesting. And then were you like. A distributor or a wholesaler like how did like how did you yeah, sell sure. that so, product
1: yeah so i started like manu like getting uh designing and getting them manufactured myself and then i kind of worked into like wholesale uh partnerships with other diabetic brands
0: did you do any like selling on amazon or anything like uh that? no that i didn't get like
1: into shopify amazon that? shopify yeah like it was big on on shopify yeah it's pretty
0: interesting. i just I really wanted to touch on that because that's a very good side hustle i think for for younger people or, or newer people that don't really know what to do, like yeah, coming absolutely. up with like a good idea and like Shopify and Amazon are really opening up that world for oh, people to create things. Right. And so it's cool that you were able to create.
1: Yeah. The tool is so powerful. Like it's what you can learn. Is like, that's kind of what got me into business and being like, well, okay, I can do something on my own now. Um, this was like a good stepping stone to get there.
0: Sweet. Okay. So let's get back to what you're doing. Uh, so you were in school. Uh,
1: you went to university or college? Uh, college, yeah.
0: College. And what did you major in?
1: Yeah, so I, I did police foundations. Uh, you know, I finished that and then ended up going into business and really found like a true passion for, for business. And uh, doing that, uh, you know, my grades weren't amazing, but I just knew that uh, like what they were teaching in business does not directly uh, correlate to like the real world all the time. There's always like what you learn in books and then bringing that into practice is always such a different um, approach, I guess, if you will. Yep. Okay. Um,
0: so you went to school? finished off school. So you went to police foundations and, and pivoted to business. Yes. Slight, slight differences. Did you like stop wanting to be a police? I don't Uh, know. Yeah. It
1: just wasn't like, um, I don't know. It just wasn't what didn't feel right at the time. So I think like business gave me like that, that freedom to really be creative. One thing was people helped me a lot in school Mm -hmm. and I found business was a way for me to give back to help people as well. Like I can give them like the best product possible, um, which also you know, comes back to Front Step and, and what you were saying about how difficult it is to get into the real estate yeah. market. So I've talked to, you know, people of all ages and it seems to be more difficult to get into primary dwellings uh, and let alone like secondary investment properties. Uh, no,
0: absolutely. Um, okay. So, so you built out this company. So, what let's touch base on, uh, on Front Step. Like, what is it from a high level and? And what are you building here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Front Step's a platform where anybody can invest in specific properties uh, with any amount of money. Um, we found that there's tons of opportunity for individuals with lots of money to get into property investments. Uh, but there's not as many for people with not, not, not so much money.
0: So when we talk about um, opportunities for with a lot of money, you're talking about accredited investors. Sure, yeah, Credit accredited uh, investors. What's the threshold for accredited
1: investors? Um, so you could see like accredited investors, maybe they're, they're investing like 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, um, which is quite unattainable for, uh, most young individuals to, to get into it. It's, it's daunting and it makes a barrier for people to get, to get into it. So that
0: was like the opportunity you saw that you wanted to kind of
1: help. Exactly.
0: Okay. So what, I guess what, how many, what is the minimum, I guess you can invest in with your company and what is the most? Or yes. is there a, a top?
1: Yeah, so we don't we don't have like a minimum. We don't have a top as well. So um, we will have a top in terms of yeah, you need to be an accredited investor to like to to, e- to qualify to for qualify elections. for higher higher mm-hmm. amounts. Um, but we keep it really open, and we're really mm-hmm. that's our goal is to break the barriers down as much as possible for amounts.
0: Very interesting. And then how are you resourcing deals, or like how are you trying to find? Uh, deals to purchase and, and raise money for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we're doing a mix of like our own, um, deals. So we're going to be the GP on, on certain properties, but we're also looking to work with, um, people that have, uh, tons of industry experience. So developers, people that like do multifamily, um, projects and people that really know the industry inside and out. Um, and that's going to help us to develop a uh, better deal flow. It's going to help us to uh, keep, keep more deals for our customers and our clients and, uh, really, really drive that. Awesome. And then, so do you, do each
0: raise per deal or like, am I investing just in front step? And then I get like, do you distribute my money across all of your projects? Like, how does that
1: play out? Yeah. So I guess that's where we differ from REITs. So instead of investing in like the whole pool of properties, um, you would actually get to pick individual properties that you want and we get to, or we can uh, provide you with the diligence for you to make that investment decision.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, what are some of your recent deal, uh, returns paying out currently?
1: Yeah. So we have a projected, yeah. Payouts? We have a deal in, uh, miss Muskoka going on right now. It's a, a fix and flip. Uh, we're expecting a 6% return and that is a five month timeline for that project. Oh, wow. That's amazing.
0: 6% in this market in five months. I right. mean, what did you Seize pay out one, one <laughs> percent a year? Something like that nowadays. Uh, that's, that's really awesome. Um, I guess is there, Anything else you want to touch on for front steps that you wanna maybe like elaborate for us about it? Like
1: that uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Open to answering any questions about it if any come up. Um but um okay, so so you built this brand. Is this like on, on an app or is
0: it like all exclusively online? Like how do we Yeah, uh, so like so, take me through the process, I guess, of investing with front step.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're a web based platform. Uh we'd like to get to a mobile app. Um And we're currently taking investors through, uh, like, conversation and, like, through phone call. uh, And our web platform is going to be open shortly for anybody to sign up and actually do the entire investment process on the web platform. And are there any, like,
0: requirements to become the investor? Obviously, like, IDs and stuff like that. Yeah, so
1: there's, like, uh, KYC, which is Know Your Customer. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're, if you used other investment apps, you might have seen, like, where you have to, like, submit an ID. Um, through through the app and and they're likely either made their own software for that or partnered with the platform to to check IDs. So we do like ID check and um, uh, bank account verification. So I am not on the fundraising
0: uh, end of the business. So how do you like start this? Like what like what yeah. where do you go? You know like I know for how sure. to find investment deals. I know how to renovate in and out like all that sort of stuff. So I that's my background. So like. Can you expand on that, like how did you decide to like...
1: Yeah, so I think uh, the it came down to the barrier for people. So it was like, well, how how do I even get into this? Um, and it was something that I had to learn um, from, from the ground up. And I had to understand really like what the process was to fundraise and how to do it properly and how to do it legally. Uh, and like actually the regulation that falls into place with that.
0: Yeah, because there's not a lot of companies out there crowdfunding real estate yeah, right there's... now. There's a lot of stock companies right. out there. Um, what, like, what is your current competition of any, and like, what sort of for um, sure, edge or do they have over, or you, or like, wh- like, where are you, where do you feel yourself in this, uh, space? I mean, I'm, I think you're pretty new at the space, so like, not, not new, but like, you guys are kind of one of the very few companies that are doing this. So it's very cool to, to talk about what, what it is that you're doing here. This is not, you know, I could find a million old school regular type of investors or re companies, but like this stuff sure. is is cutting edge, right? You're at the you're at the front step, as they would say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> um yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting. There's a few uh companies in Canada that are doing front uh, or uh crowdfunded mm-hmm. real estate. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd say it depends on, on the model. A couple of them have different models than us. Um, but we're really focusing on going through like the exempt market dealer license um and that that gives us the ability to focus on non-accredited investors and really bring the whole investment uh, opportunity to everybody.
0: So the other thing I wanted to ask you I guess was how do you guys break out your deals like what is like what percentage do you make versus the investors and I know you said so 6% how long is my money tied up for sure. how does that kind of play out with uh, your business
1: Yeah so in terms of like you getting a return as an investor uh each deal could be a little bit different and you'll be like fully aware of this as you go to make that investment decision. So yeah, that that really comes down to like so like when you're dealing with like the risks of a deal can go, you know, maybe a deal can go better than expected or worse than expected. Uh that really comes down to like risk acknowledgement and making sure that the investor knows that, you know, real estate does maybe it doesn't always go up. There does have fluctuations in it. Um yeah. so an understand an understanding of risk is kind of needed for um for that section of our our and, business.
0: And so okay, so you're the GP on This Muskoka deal. Yeah, correct. Um, If you bring on another GP, like another person is going to be managing the project, you provide like your analytics, like kind of this other company, they would let you know, like their thoughts about this
1: GP, like uh, how
0: experienced they are, like what their past track record. Like, I don't know how you, how you guys break that down on, on your platform.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think like one, one thing that holds people back is like the trust factor of, um having like a good background or a good um, track record in real estate or, or the opportunities. So definitely being like super open and uh, displaying what kind of track record the people that we're working with has uh, and maybe like different examples of due diligence that we've like conducted for the, the deals with them.
0: I see. Um, okay. And then so let's talk about the percentage of revenue that you're going to get as an investor. Like how does my $100 work? like how long do you tie me up for how like is there
1: yeah could there be
0: a deal that's supposed to be five months and it's going to go to eight months like how does that play out with uh, your platform
1: yeah for sure so we tend to have our deals like structured out and give the timelines of what's expected so if we do a multifamily um deal for example it might be like a five-year investment term Mm -hmm. um then your question is like oh if it goes over that five years what what happens basically yeah
0: so if I was to invest, let's say, I don't know, ten thousand dollars with your company or a thousand dollars, like how does my money go into a deal? Like what like obviously you said you mentioned um that you're gonna get a percentage per each project, obviously because they're all gonna be different. Right. So if I have like your one project, um six percent, is that six percent guaranteed or is that gonna fluctuate based on the performance of that project
1: yeah so that uh that return does um fluctuate based on the performance of the project um you would be like a share owner based on your investment so let's just use like a hundred thousand dollar investment and you invested a thousand dollars and you would own one percent of that oh. uh, property as a limited partner um so there is some fluctuation just because of like market volatility um but usually we aim to go on like a refinance um a, a refinance basis so that we can uh, keep everything like ac- as accurate as possible for our projected returns.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. So it's pretty cool that you've been able to, or that you're working towards fixing this high level barrier of entry, I guess, into investing. Like I said, even on primary homes, it's becoming more and more difficult. So, right. And then getting the returns that you guys are going to be able to offer through real estate investing is, is why a lot of people invest in real estate. And that you're breaking down the barrier for everybody to be able to get into that world is, uh, is a pretty awesome thing that you're doing. Um, so now that you know what you know, one of the things we like to do is give advice to newer or I say younger, but like, you know, first time investors, because really you could start investing at any age And and, Absolutely, yeah. and everybody's situation is different. So what kind of advice would you give to yourself or like somebody just kind of getting into the market? And just from your experiences, even from business wise or even from going to school, like what, how would you change, you know, what would you tell younger Matt now that you know what you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think one, one thing is, uh, fear is a big holdback for, for me, for it was for me anyways. I was very like fearful of messing up or like, or trying, trying to do something new. Um, I was scared to make mistakes, honestly. Uh, but what I've learned over the years is that, uh, mistakes are the best way to learn. Um, so don't be afraid to make mistakes, really put yourself out there, um, push to learn, but also push to put the, put your learning into practice.
0: Would you get Matt to read more books or take more risks? Like what?
1: I'd say both. So yeah, I'd say like reading is super important. Like it's, it helps to, uh, develop new ideas, like new idea like trains of, trains of thought. And, uh, yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to take risks, but, uh, you know, calculate your risks and make sure they're not stupid risks, if you will.
0: And for those listening, when I say read, I also mean like listening to books or watching YouTube videos. Yeah, absolutely. Really just gaining information because I think that a lot of what we're trying to educate people on isn't really taught in schools. Like they're not, you know, they're not teaching you how to be the best uh, money maker. They teach you to be how to be the best employee. And um, for sure. So, so yeah, it's cool. It's interesting to, to do that. Is there any good books that you read recently that you would...
1: I recommend uh, yes. Ray Dalio, um, principles is probably one of my favorite books. And it really breaks down like, uh, different principles and different values to kind of apply to your life or, or how you can apply it into your life. I think that is a, a game changer for me to read that book. I definitely recommend it to anybody that, uh, that I engage with or, or work with. Awesome.
0: Okay. So I think we're going to go to the, uh, K-Passa segment. So I don't know. We got. I haven't seen these videos either, so we're going to try to watch these things, and let's see what we got
1: here. Show you how okay let me show you how there's this thing called seller financing or vendor takeback mortgage in Canada and if you ever wanted to invest in real estate this is one way to do it
0: you don't have to put any money up okay so let's get talking seller about purchasing a property without any money
1: for you this is pretty much
0: uhbtds to the seller who arranged the down payment for this home mm. even though this, this is, is common
1: for commercial, a terrible video. is yeah super not engaging <laughs> yeah
0: Real estate in Canada is showing signs that it's going to crash. The crazy housing prices that we've seen in the last few years is finally showing cracks, and the big banks are estimating anywhere from a twenty. Okay, so this is a video about a guy. who's gonna prices drop 20 prices. 20 percent. Yeah. 20, so
1: it's interesting. I feel like he's not like 60%. backing. Why is why is he not so backing he any of the data the that he's saying?
0: So yeah, this is a, I think a very big fear mongering video. Like it's happening a lot. Um... I don't know. Personally, I think that houses are going to continue to go up. Um, because we're getting a lot of foreign investors coming into our country, especially, um, with the whole working from home because of COVID, it's definitely changing the way that, that the world is working. Like, um, there are guys that, you know, are making really, big money with, um, you know, like big tech companies in California, for example, and they're moving to Toronto because they don't want to live in expensive California, but they can come to Toronto and, you know, live on the bridal path for a fraction of the cost of, you know, some of the properties out there in California. So I think that's definitely changing the way money is moving. And I think a lot of money is moving into Canada, which is why we're, where we have this housing crisis. I mean, they just announced Five hundred thousand immigrants, I think it was. They were saying that they want to yeah. transition into Canada over the next few years.
1: And do you think that like this has like to do with uh, like remote work changing like the yeah. aspect, or do you think it's like more of like the the affordability? Like, what do you think like is really driving? I think that? it's
0: I think it's a mix of both. I think COVID has been has proven what this millennial generation has been saying that like we don't want to go to work, we don't want to be in the office. We could do everything I do at the office from home, and in right. a lot of cases, I think that is very true and COVID kind of helped perpetuate that right to the forefront of, of all businesses. And, you know, like even some bigger businesses have been closing down and consolidating the, the physical shopping because, you know, the like Shopify, Amazon, all these companies are really changing the dynamic of, of how this world is working, which is why I think there is that, that shift in, uh, in, in, in prices and everything like that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Let's check out the next one. These are very tough, Darren. This
1: is Ontario's best. Okay,
0: Ontario's real best secret kept real estate secret. Okay, it's gonna be a secret. long video, but there's okay. things. Okay, no, if you're gonna buy tax lien sales on Ontario tax sales. Tax lien sales.ca sales. is not the MLS. You're typically not buying brand new homes. Um, except if you an investor, property needs work. You know, work. I've looked at some of these things. It, I've, I've. At one point, I was uh, looking to purchase on. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, thing as well. after you purchase the property, tax sales property. property. I don't know if ever looked
1: into? Have it. I have not. No, but I've been curious about it because I know it's big in the states. Uh it's massive in the States, yeah. for
0: sure. Um, it's more lucrative in the States than I think in, in, in Canada. I uh, don't think we don't have the same financial of irresponsibility, I guess, from the lenders. I think it's a, a lending thing yeah. Yeah. over there. Um, so there isn't as much of this available. But in Financial Life, my wife, she's from Nova Scotia. Okay, Her family's from Nova Scotia. And her uncle always told me about how you could purchase deals through these mm-hmm. like tax, right. you know, people who have, you know, forfeited or forgotten their house foreclosed and they're just so backed in taxes that you can just purchase their properties. And then I went on a trip. He was telling me $5,000 for these houses. And I was like, $5,000 yeah, for yeah, this. That- okay. I was like, there's no way <laughs> you could buy a house for $5,000 nowhere on the planet. Yeah. And I went to Nova Scotia. And on the newspaper, they would print. So it's only printed on the local newspaper. Okay. And they have the list of the houses that are unforeclosed. and they sell them for five thousand dollars, six thousand
1: dollars. It is so crazy. So do these houses go into like bidding wars or like this? Do they start? Like do they actually um, sell for like five thousand dollars? I or don't know.
0: I didn't look into it. I just saw the listing. So I'm, I'm I'm assuming they get bid up
1: yeah. a bit. Um, but it was still crazy to see like it's lucrative, out that.
0: lucrative yeah. to see that it starts out there. I mean. Mind you, they weren't in like, you know, downtown Nova Scotia. They're in some of the remote areas of, uh, Nova Scotia. Like it wasn't in Halifax, but, um, it was up more up North areas, but like, but even those houses there, they only go for like $65,000, um, which is pretty cheap for, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Two, that three bedroom be <laughs> home, um, down there. Uh, okay let's let's keep going on this video here close within 30 days and they're typically not going to give you a chance at doing an inspection condition or financing condition so yeah buying these things as is i at looked at one and you it was a weed a price, grow up is and okay on. like the work that so has to go into to a good agent that fixing one of those things is so yeah. uh yeah what did you find
1: were some like like core problems, like, problems in, in, and in that situation like the
0: grow up is is just mold, mold everywhere there, yeah. and like super penetrated into actually like structure and everything like that so you would have to treat or replace a lot of the wood in in that the building, structure and, yeah the building. and in that like yeah. obviously can become costly because you got to get an engineer in there to help you kind of how you're going to replace right, you know exactly. a beam that's completely molded right through and then even i find um on some of those things like getting rid of the smell is also another challenge Like you can get rid of the mold and you can keep that under control or, or but remove but like it's
1: an underlying smell yeah the... it's
0: it's very difficult like we did one project and It had, uh, it was like a dog, I think that urinated like crazy and it sunk through the subfloor and into the joices. Yeah. And we, we tried to spray it the first time and then that did not work. And then we like opened up all of the subfloor and like really coated the whole goddamn,
1: every piece of the wood. That's disgusting.
0: And it still reeked. And we had to get this like machine that would like, I don't even know how it worked. It would throw these particles into the air and they would get like attach itself Okay. To the the smell, and it would like I guess Eliminate encapsulate. It would the encapsulate yeah. the the smell, so it didn't smell anymore. But it was a uh, you could you could spend a lot of money trying to get rid of a smell. It's that's just... for sure.
2: Oh, nope, that's not. It.
0: <clears throat> oh, it is okay. Oh, this is good old Zach.
2: Here is a five-year plan that anybody can follow to buy five a five-year
0: plan, plan to buy a, a home.
2: home. So the average home price in 2022 in Canada average is $816,000 $816, okay, and a 5% at mortgage 5% down is going to be forty thousand. So dollars this is what we need to get to. First thing you need to do is take $460 per month and put it into an RRSP account and then invest that money into the S&P 500, which should give us an average return of about 8% per year. Now, at the end of the year five years, we should be mm-hmm. left with just under $35,000 in that RRSP account. Now, since this money is going into an RRSP account, that means that we are going to get a refund come tax time of around sixteen hundred dollars per year, assuming we make a fifty-four k salary. So, when we add up the money we saved in our RRSP account as well as the money we saved in tax refunds over the years, we now have a down payment ready of almost forty-three thousand dollars, well above the minimum for our mortgage.
0: Kind of like planning. uh, I mean, like we were talking about at lunch—is you got to have a plan, right? Including. Um, creating a savings and how you're going to invest your money to get to that down payment. I don't know, is there any like saving strategies or like how would you advise people or or what would you do, I guess, yeah, to kind of sure. create that first nest egg that it's going to be difficult to do?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's difficult. Like if you're starting out by yourself, I find like <laughs> it's, it's going to be difficult, like no matter what. But I think the most important thing to do, and it's something that I believed in. Uh, ever since i started making any money and it's uh pay yourself first so always take uh, a portion of your income and get it into some sort of investment that you can use for you know for your future self and then to continue continue growing that nest egg um yeah no that's uh
0: super important also like what i find is so easy for everyone not just the younger generation to get stuck into this high interest debt and that is honestly like
1: yeah oh it's crazy i had a guy approach
0: me at one point asking like what how what should i do with my savings and he was like saving money every paycheck kind of like you're saying but he also had a really high interest credit card
1: right and even though you're
0: like saving and investing it even at five percent you're getting you know blown away by the 25 percent so anything that you're saving is actually just increasing your debt even though you feel like you're saving right and i was like yeah, exa- the yeah. first thing you got to do is pay down pay, that,
1: the, pay down your debt yeah pay down
0: that high interest debt because it's it catches up and it, it, it really eliminates even though you feel like you're saving you're actually not because you're going into way more debt faster than you're saving right
1: yeah absolutely i think that's something that's not actually like talked about much in school or it's like it's if you're not like going out of your way to, to look at it yourself or like to, to teach yourself or to have conversations directly about it uh it's something that could just like easily fly over the radar yeah, no,
0: absolutely. I think it's crucial. Like, I talk to my kids about that stuff all the time. Like, it is, you know, it's like being in a boat and having a little teeny tiny bucket. <laughs> yeah, and you're, like, exactly. trying to throw the water out. But the hole is, like, ten times the size of the bucket. You're only going to drown. You're only going to drown. Okay, let's do one more. This one's got 56 gigs. You can always okay. tell
1: a professional electrician did it. Professional
0: switch. electrician. The
1: screws line up. Uh, the, the lining of the screws. Oh, okay. um,
0: so, faucet. I wonder if it's on a GFI. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So it's a slight switch right beside a shower. And the electrician is a very OCD kind of electrician, lined up the screws. Um and he's mentioning that the light switch is on a GFI, which is kind of interesting. Most bathrooms by code in ontario are on a gfi um with the gfis are typically built into the plug so even though it's a light switch you would not have a gfi on a light switch you would have it on the plug or on the circuit breaker like the breaker itself. Itself. yeah on the breaker itself so i don't know it's a Again, one of those videos kind of where no research, no backup, just...
1: Yeah, it's kind of thrown out there. Just
0: kind of throwing it out there. I mean, I'm sure it's it's news. I'm sure it's got a, got a bunch of likes, but...
1: Yeah, so I guess a, an interesting question that like I've always been like, I've been running by recently with, like, a couple of my buddies and, and really trying to sift through information on the internet. Like, do you have any tactics that you do to, like, sift through, like, actually tangible information on the internet?
0: Oh, that's... Honestly, that's super tough. Um, really is, is just reaching out to other people, right? Like I kind of like networking and, and meeting other people and kind of like like what's working. Yeah. Like what's working for them. And they may refer me to a a good internet source or a good software app. Like even for a construction company, you know, I started looking for a project management. Okay. Um, software to help with managing the workload. Right. And the options are. And astronomical yeah, it's a, like, how do you pick and right? then, yeah and then the costs are all over the place and the promises are all great so like it it is a super difficult time even for a young younger people right like i don't know when they start getting into other stuff like i'm sure how clouded is investing in mortgages and there's going to be so many options which is really so going to make true. things difficult that's the kind of the problem with information like it's great that you get a lot of information but it's also difficult to
1: absorb and and validate information overload is kind of
0: like yeah it's it's uh, i think it's a definitely a difficult thing i don't know how do you deal with that
1: yeah i uh i always make sure to check like multiple sources so if i see something i'll I'll try and back check it with three other sources um and then another thing is having conversations like you mentioned i think is like where i get like the most value in terms of learning so it's like being more hands-on being more uh, immersed with like a conversation and learning from other people's, uh, experience directly. Yeah. Like, so that's like no, 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 the I best, sense. like it just can't be beat.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, you can find a million recipes online, lots of recipes go viral, but like you got to taste the recipe to know yeah, how exactly, good it is. Right. Exactly. Or, or know somebody that already tasted it and it was like, dude, you got to try this recipe. And yeah. uh, uh, that's kind of like how I go for me. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. fact checking. I do that a lot with news articles and stuff like that, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Referrals are, are, I think they're like the pretty best. You yeah. can't, can't go wrong with yeah.
0: it. Especially if you're being, trusting in the, exactly. the, referral
1: source, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what sort of methods or things are you doing to kind of get the word out for front step? Cause that's going to be a, a challenge yeah, in itself. Absolutely.
1: So we've, we've been talking about like different, um, you know, different things and, and how we can engage with, with our, our customer base. And, and one thing that we found interesting is, um, like providing straight up uh how we feel about like the market and being like super transparent about where we think the direction's going uh and just providing like providing the information and the stats in a fun way for people to look at that like makes sense and is super clear so like just transparent information uh and really what we believe is uh the, the direction that that we want to take our, our marketing
0: very interesting do you do it? Are you like, are you TikToking and yeah, dancing so, and
1: I'm dancing not so, around I'm, the front I'm not, step? I'm not a dancer, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get into the TikTok yeah. and trying to, to make some interesting content on that. Mm. Um, you know, there's, we're doing like more starting to get into reels on, uh, Instagram, uh, and doing like some, some static posts on there. But I think like TikTok has like some really good opportunity for delivering like information in the, in the finance space and, and keeping that engaging with a younger audience.
0: Yeah, for sure. It'll get, you know, it's a good way to get a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, absolutely. On your stuff is definitely, I would say, TikTok and uh, Instagram, the reels. Yeah. For sure, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I think that's all I got uh, for you. Just wanted to thank you for coming out and yeah, thank sharing. Yeah, sharing.
1: Thanks so all much this, for having, having me. It was, uh, uh, it was great a
0: great It's going to be interesting to see how your business continues to grow, and uh, we'll definitely be following along. Um, I don't know if you want to plug your socials, how you can, how people can get in contact with you if they're interested in investing, like what yeah, is, absolutely. uh,
1: so, how do yeah, we how we're to on, get Matt? Yeah. So we're on, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, we're on LinkedIn and you can get us, uh, on our website, frontstep.ca uh, and Frontstep Investing on all our social handles.
0: All right. Sweet. Uh, thanks a lot again. Pleasure, Matt. And yeah. Thank you for having
1: me. Hopefully see some
0: big things come your way.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Cool. Hope you enjoyed the show and thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TalkAboutInvesting. Join the conversation on our Discord server for more tips, advice, and speak directly to the pros and also get access to our rental management platform. If you have any ideas for the show or any feedback, hit me up on my socials and let's continue to talk about investing.